0: You're listening to Around the Gorge, presented by the Big Red Sports Network,
1: your weekly destination for Big Red Sports. This week's episode of Around the Gorge is brought to you by Big Red Fueling. Managed by sports dietitian Alyssa Harrington, Big Red Fueling is open five days a week from 2.30 to 4.45 at Bartels Hall, offering both in- and out-of-season athletes snacks to fuel their performance and recovery. On-site staff provide valuable knowledge to inform athletes of optimal snack choices based on exercise and personal goals. Follow Big Red Fueling on Instagram at Big Red Fueling for infographics about all things sports nutrition, including college-friendly recipes, post and pre-workout suggestions, supplement safety, and much more. And welcome back to another episode of Around the Gorge presented by the Big Red Sports Network. I'm your host, Anthony Cespi, joined by Matthew Furman, and we'd first like to break down what you can expect to find out on this podcast. This week, we will be covering the men's soccer team. First, we will explore the team, including its coaches and players. Then we will move on to a recap of last week, including a player interview. Finally, we will finish things off with a preview of the season ahead so you know what to expect down the road and what what exciting games you should keep an eye on. Every week, we alternate sports to include every sport here on campus. If you are interested in listening to another team's episode, you can find all of our past episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts by following Around the Gorge. Be sure to check out our Instagram at CornellBRSN for sneak peeks of next week's episode so you don't miss out on future episodes.
0: To kick things off, we're going to start with the team exploration. Now, Anthony, what can you tell us about Coach Smith?
1: Well, Furman, the men's soccer team is coached by John Smith, a former player both in England and in the MLS, who is now in his seventh year as the head coach of the Big Red. He has helped cement Cornell soccer as one of the top programs in the Ivy League, finishing with 10 or more wins over the past three seasons, which is a feat never achieved in the history of the program. Last season, the Big Red finished with an overall record of 11 3 2 and a 4 2 1 record in the Ivy League, good for 14 points and third on the Ivy League table. This strong performance helped to propel them to be ranked third in the preseason poll this year, only behind Yale and Princeton. Furman, what can you tell us about the roster? Well,
0: this year's team uh, consists of 25 returners, eight of whom are seniors, and also eight new freshmen. Offensively, they're led by senior Brandon Morales, who we'll hear from in a little bit, actually. His six goals and 15 points pace the squad and are tied for third best in the Ivy League, while his three assists also place him in third on the team. Now, In addition, fifth-year senior Mecca Anelli continues to be a force for the Big Red sitting second on the team with 11 points on the strength of 3 goals and 5 assists. Now, senior Connor Drought and sophomore Alun Ka sit in a tie for third in points with 10. Drought though has 6 assists which leads the team.
1: On the other end, freshman Ryan Friedberg has started all 12 games for Cornell this year, posting a very impressive 1.01 goals against average, which is good for third in the Ivy League. His 3 shutouts also place him in a tie for second in the Ivy League. Overall, the Big Red entered the week ranked 16th in the nation, according to the United Soccer Coaches Poll, coming off a 2-0 week that saw them pick up an upset at number no. 7 Syracuse as well as at Brown. Following this week's action, however, the Big Red sit at 9-3, which includes a 2-1 record in the Ivy League. And now we'll move on
0: to a recap of the week.
1: The team played two games in the past week, the first occurring on October 11th at Colgate University. The 16th ranked Big Red was favored coming into this matchup, but a stout Colgate defense that allowed only three shots on goal and route to a shutout was key to this game, as Colgate scored the only goal of the game in the 77th minute to pull off the upset and snap the Big Red's six-game win streak.
0: This was also Cornell's first road loss in nearly a year, a streak that stretched back to October 30th, 2021, to a loss against Princeton. And it's the first time an opponent has logged a clean sheet against Cornell since Yale did it on October 16th, 2021. After the loss, Coach Smith said, it was one of those games where, on the balance of play, I didn't think we did enough to win, but we probably didn't deserve to lose.
1: The only notable stats from Cornell's end of the game come from midfielder Noel Ortega, forward Danny Laco, and defender Nick Allen, who recorded the team's only three shots on goal in the rest of the match.
0: Now, Cornell's second game of the week came against the University of Pennsylvania at home on the 15th. This was perhaps the squad's most important game of the season so far, with the winner of this match taking the top spot on the Ivy League table.
1: Now, with that in mind, this was a very intense and physical game right from the start, with both teams gunning for the top position in the table. The scoring opened early when Connor Drought gave the Big Red a 1-0 lead in the 14th minute. However, UPenn struck back just five minutes later, when Aaron Mesner scored his first goal of the season to tie the game at one.
0: There was no more scoring until the 36th minute, when Stas Korzanowski ran through the entire Cornell defense and scored, giving the Quakers a 2-1 lead. They wouldn't trail again for the rest of the game.
1: Now, I have to say, I was there when he scored that goal. It was extremely impressive to watch him just beat the entire team three-quarters of the length of the field and put it in the back of the net. So I'm glad he didn't touch the ball for the rest of the game. In the 58th minute, Emeka Anali scored his third goal of the season with an assist by defender Brennan Mallett, tying the game at two.
0: Now, unfortunately, Penn got the last laugh in this one with a minute and 48 seconds left when Leo Bernie was able to convert a volley and give you Penn a 3-2 lead that they would carry until the final whistle, giving the Big Red their first Ivy League loss of the season. Now, Cornell outshot Penn... and had 7 corner kicks compared to Penn's 5, but Penn notched 8 shots on goal compared to Cornell's 4.
1: This was an extremely tough loss for the team, as not only did they fall behind U Penn in the table, they also suffered injuries to both Emeka Anelli and Ben Golding, who both had to leave the game. And I have to say, when that final whistle blew, the crowd was absolutely silent at what they just witnessed. Now to gain a little more insight into how the team's been doing recently, let's head on over to our interview with Brandon Morales.
0: For this week's player interview, I'm happy to introduce senior Brandon Morales. He leads the team with six goals and 15 points, which puts him in a tie for fourth and third in the Ivy League, respectively.
1: You've seen quite the uptake in scoring this year after not finding the back of the net much earlier in your career. To what can you attribute that success?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of, I guess, like a breakout year or season, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just been confidence more confidence changing my mentality and really understanding the way that that we play the game and being in the positions where once we recover the ball being in that position so that that next passes to me and I'm right in front of the the net so I can you know do my thing and score and as well as you know being a, uh, in a role where I'm able to create and be able to give assist to my to my teammates uh has actually been one of the biggest changes that we've had this year especially um with our personnel so it's allowed me to really be more dynamic and be uh free within the space that I have in the final third you
0: mentioned obviously that some personnel changes have kind of had an impact do you think anything about coaching has had an impact on that kind of breakout you've been having
2: uh yeah I mean we've you know it's it's kind of like difficult to get good I guess like uh training sessions, uh, like competitive sessions, mainly because the season is is really uh short and there's a lot of games stacked together. Um, but you know, at least like two days before the game, we do striker finishing, and it kind of sets that tone where you know for me it's like having that quick recognition of oh I've seen this in in, in training and this movement will work and just fine tuning the shot. So, uh, being able to be with Coach John in those uh, striker finishing sessions has actually uh, been very helpful, and it's got given me that feel of like okay, I understand the movements that I'm making and where this shot needs to go. Uh, come game time.
1: That's great. Um, and obviously this was a very tough week for the team as you guys went 0 and 2, and you were quite you were on quite the winning streak before, including an upset upset win over Syracuse. What do you think you guys can do to get back on track?
2: We, you know, it's kind of difficult because, you know, we've been the better team in these two games that we've lost. Um, But that's how sometimes soccer is, right? Sometimes the best team doesn't win. It's a team who puts the ball in the back of the net. So it's kind of cruel. Um, But for us, it's just sticking to our identity, being relentless, keep pressing the other team, um, and we will create chances. We will – come out with, with more wins following this game. I mean, obviously, we, we have these two setbacks that we weren't expecting, but, you know, it's a part of the, part of the journey, a part of the season, and, and we're just trying to quickly recover. So
0: as we've gotten deeper into the season, I'm sure, you know, more players have started to find the field and gotten into the mix of things. Um, have there been any freshmen on the team who've really, you know, surprised you or really stood out to you and how well they've played?
2: Yeah, uh, well, one of them being Ryan Friedberg, our goalie. He's been, uh, you know, Ivy League Rookie of the Week, I think, two or three times. He's been a really great uh, addition to our team. He's, you know, made those saves that, you know, sometimes when uh, the center backs or or outside backs, you know, kind of, you know, misjudge uh, the play, he's there to make that big save and keep us still in the game. Um, Another freshman would be Weston Carnival. He's been Electrifying. Unfortunately, he ended up uh, picking up an injury; broke his collarbone, so we kind of lost him for the rest of the season. But you know, at least in the beginning, he was he was killing it. He had, I believe he had like two goals and an assist in the first five games. Then we have Daniel Samways, who's also been uh, someone who's who's provided a little more speed and and agility, been more dynamic on the field. And then Andrew Johnson, our center back. He's been he's been a tough guy to get through. So right now, after this week, all four... I mean, all those three players that play in the outside have picked up injuries. So now the squad's going to be looking a little different, but uh, we just got to keep going. And, and, you know, those people who are in the bench just have to be ready and, and step up to make the, the team better.
1: now to kind of switch gears a little bit, what has been your favorite off-the-field moment with the team?
2: Off-the-field moment... I think for me, it's just you know, getting into your senior year. You know, when you're a freshman, you don't realize how how valuable these moments are because you know you still have those four years. But now that I'm seeing it through the lens of, hey, like this is you know like the clock is ticking. My time's about to come to an end. And um, my favorite thing is just being able to, after training sessions or after games, being able to go have dinner with the team, share those moments that you know we're able to talk. And kind of, you know, put soccer aside for a moment because, you know, it, it's very intense and it's very heavy. But when we're able to find those moments where we're just, you know, talking about uh, what, what we're doing in school, what, what jobs we we're looking to apply, what internships we're trying to go to, what, what our end goals are. Um, and just creating fun memories and, and being able to laugh and share jokes has been like my favorite thing uh, and that I value a lot now. I say freshman year, you don't know, but this year has been my favorite part, just going out and eating dinner with the guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Brandon. Thank you. Awesome. All right, well, it was, so, it was so fun. Thank you for having me. Of course.
0: That was great to hear from Brandon. And so now we'll take a look at the rest of the season preview.
1: The Big Reds still have five games left on the schedule, four of which are against fellow Ivy League teams. Before that, however, they will face Binghamton at home this Tuesday at seven. If you can't make it to Berman Field to support the team, you could always check that one out on ESPN+, where BRSN's own broadcasters will be on the call.
0: Now, to close out the season, the Big Red will play four more Ivy League games, on the road against Princeton, at home against Dartmouth, back on the road against Yale, and then finishing off the schedule on Senior Day at home against Columbia.
1: The team is a little bit banged up with the injuries they suffered in the most recent games, so this is going to be a tough stretch going into the end of the season. But if the team can hold their ground in the standings, then they're looking at a likely matchup against Penn in the Ivy League Championship game for a spot in the NCAA tournament. If the team does end up making the tournament, it would be their first appearance since 2012 and would be Coach Smith's first NCAA berth here at Cornell. Make sure to stay tuned as the Big Red fights for first place in the standings, and come show your support at home games if you can. To switch gears a little bit, let's look at some of the key events from the rest of our athletic teams here on campus. This past week saw the return of the men's hockey team as they kicked off exhibition play with a 5-1 win over the University of Ottawa on Saturday. The women's team also picked up a win, taking down Concordia 5-2.
0: On the gridiron, Cornell clinched their first unbeaten non-conference season since 2007 with a 19-15 win over Lehigh. And to wrap up this past week, the women's soccer team had their senior day on Saturday when they hosted Yale. Despite a strong offensive performance, Cornell could not find the back of the net, and the game ended in a 0-0 tie.
1: And that's all for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and learned something about the men's soccer team. Please share with your friends and family and follow the podcast on whatever platform you choose. These two things help us grow the podcast and publicize Cornell Athletics the most. Once again, you can follow the Big Red Sports Network on Instagram at CornellBRSN or reach us at www.cornellbrsn.com. For Anthony Sespi and Matthew Furman from BRSN, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Around the Gorge. Make sure to follow the podcast and our social media at CornellBRSN, and we'll see you in the next one.